I'm April. And I'm Laura. And we're the hosts of Rain in Your Herd. Welcome to our first episode. In this episode, we're going to be talking about who we are, what we do, and why we started this podcast. So I was going to start off and just kind of introduce myself. I'm April Hardiman. Um, I've been a horse lover for pretty much all of my life. My mom started riding when uh, I was about five years old and she got her first horse and I've just been kind of into it since then. Um, I guess since I got my first horse when I was in eighth grade and um, I kind of got into this industry being a virtual assistant or um, kind of like an online business manager uh, with Mary Phelps. Um, I was working for her company called Horses Daily, and she also had Dressage Daily, and I was kind of like her assistant. Um, and I started all her social media accounts for her pages and her Pinterest and um, Facebook and so on. And then I thought, oh, I need to go get a big girl job. And I went to work for the corporate world for a while, and I was like, no, I don't enjoy this anymore, and kind of got back into doing what I love, helping equine businesses. Um, I'm also a wife of an active duty soldier who is currently deployed and um, we live in Germany, although I am home in Georgia right now. And I have a nine month old daughter named Rosalind. And she's going to be a horsewoman extraordinaire. I hope so. I sure (laughs) do hope so. (laughs) That's fantastic. So I am Laura and compared to April, I am relatively new to the horse world. I think it was 2016, but maybe it was 2015. I get a little lost, but I was in grad school and I was really struggling. I never tried so hard and failed so much in my life. And I was getting coffee with a friend and she was just like, you know what? You need a distraction. You're working too hard. Go get your boots and go get a pair of boots and meet me back here. We're going to go see some horses. And so I'm like, okay, cool. I like horses. That'll be fun. And she takes me out to this horse rescue called Orphan Acres. It's one of the oldest horse rescues in the country. It's in northern Idaho. And I thought I was going to be shoveling poop and tossing hay. But all of a sudden, I started going out kind of every day after class to wind down after my day. And the owner of the rescue was like, if you're going to be hanging around this much, you need to start learning how to work with horses. And so there was this little Arab named Double Trouble who had been a sheriff confiscation because he kept getting out of his owner's yard and breeding the neighbor's mares. And the neighbors were quite done with that behavior, so he got taken (laughs) away and brought to the rescue. And so he was gelded at five years old. He'd only been gelded for about three or four months by the time I started working with him. And my whole goal with him was I am going to teach you how to walk politely on a lead rope so that when potential adopters come, they're just not, you know, Potential doctors come, they're just horrified by their ground manners, and they don't even get to know the horse because the horse is like, I'm scared, and I'm going to stand on top of you. <laughs> like, please don't. <laughs> so that was my whole goal with DT was get him to walk politely, get him adopted. And we got pretty good at that walking politely thing. So then we started going in the round pen. We got pretty good at lunging. We got pretty good at doing everything on the ground. So then all of a sudden it was... I think you need to put a saddle on that horse. <laughs> like, I've never put a saddle on a horse before, so maybe that's not a good idea. But then all of a sudden it's, no, I think you need to put a saddle on that horse. And my friend who had originally brought me out was doing the same thing alongside this really cute little paint that she was working with. And before we know it, we were riding the hills on these horses that we started when we had no idea what we're doing. And so a couple of years go by and 
my husband gets a job in Sacramento, California, and we're moving, and I'm like, I'm not moving without DT. And so we adopted him, and we loaded him up, and we had three really awesome, awesome years with him in Sacramento. In October, we were out trail riding by Yosemite, and we lost him to colic. And that boy went out with his boots on like nothing I'd ever seen. He was definitely colicking um, when we were out on the trail, but he refused to let me know. He galloped and flew with his hair in the wind. I was holding him back with everything I had. He loved to run on the trail more than anything. So if I was going to lose him, I'm really glad that he got to go out with so much heart as he did. And just three weeks ago, we went and got an old herdmate of his, and her name is Molly Jane. And Currently, my husband and I are fighting over who she's going to be. He thinks she's going to be hers, but I'm not quite convinced that it's going to end up that way. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I have the same kind of thing with uh, my husband. I have my uh, paint horse, and I've had him since he was, oh, goodness, three years old I was there when he was born but he officially became mine when he was three and I've done all the training and everything on him and but now I really enjoy working with the baby so I'm like okay so when we come back home I want to get another baby horse and then King can kind of be his so he's pretty excited about that oh that'll be perfect though because you know you can trust King and yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah my mom's actually riding him now and um, it's been a great horse for her because she um, had a really nasty fall a few years ago and lost a lot of confidence on horses. And even though he was pretty young when I left him with her, um, he was about four or five. And so she was nervous about his age, but he's been probably one of the best horses for her to gain her confidence back. She's even cantering him around now. So she's been re- loving that. Oh, yay. That's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. He makes me a happy mom. Um, uh. <laughs> So just to talk a little more about um, what uh, we do. So I'm April, as we've talked about before, (laughs) and I own Make It Rain. Um, I did have a recent name change. Um, I was Dream Virtual Assistant because when I first started my business, I thought, oh, I'm not going to have enough equine or equestrian businesses um, to kind of support what I'm doing. But it was actually quite the opposite in all my clients are horse lovers. So I changed it to Make It Rain. And which I think is just an awesome name because I love this song, Make It Rain. <laughs> just everything it stands for. So um, just a little bit of, of what I do. I kind of do a little bit of everything when it comes to computers. Um, I do content creation, social media mar- management, email marketing. Um, I really have been focusing on membership websites recently. Um, I have a couple clients that use like Access Ally and they're really trying to grow their community that, that way. Um, I've also been really big on YouTube and editing videos for a lot of my clients as well. So that's just just a gist of what I do. There's just so much that I do that I can't even think about the things I do on a daily basis. So I really enjoy doing SEO, so search engine optimization and understanding how you can get your website to be ranking well on Google. So just a little bit about my stuff. That's fantastic. Did I miss your YouTube challenge? Oh, no. I So uh, because of all the craziness going on at home, it was such a hard transition. I didn't get to get it out there, unfortunately. Oh, good. No, that's not unfortunate at all. That means I didn't miss it. <laughs> 
<laughs> and we can promote it here. That's great. Yes. Coming soon, April's YouTube challenge. Yes, it's great. Exactly. We're all going to get on YouTube. <laughs> so I am Laura, and I own Unbridled Content Marketing. Um, Unbridled Content Marketing is pretty new. I started my business in October when I was in a corporate career. I was a content writer for a financial company in Sacramento, and they cut my team in half, and I was all of a sudden expected to do the work of four people, and they wouldn't give me a raise, and I was just really doing well with their blog, and so I started helping a friend who's was a trail riding buddy. She owns an orthopedic massage clinic, but she has Arab horses. DT was in love with her horse, and we always laughed at him, um, but... She needed somebody to help write her blog for her website, and so I started helping her out, and then she started passing my name around, and the next thing I knew, I kind of had a little pool of clients, and they're not all horse businesses, but they, 99% of them have someone in there who is a horse person, so that's been really fun. Um, and so I, all of a sudden, I built myself a good little client pool, and I left my job in March, and I'm doing unbridled content marketing full-time now. So I help horse businesses find their voice and use that voice to build an audience on social media, to make it cohesive between their website and their blog and their emails and their social media sites. So everything tells a story and everything kind of draws in that ideal client that's going to love you. So I totally understand that people don't have time to write their posts one at a time. If you sit down and you try to write a post every day on Instagram while you're waiting for the water buckets to fill up in the barn, you're not going to be able to do that consistently because right. the next thing you know, a horse is going to get out and you're going to be chasing that horse while the water's filling up. I love that example. It's, it's so real. It's true. Yeah, it's, def- it's 100% going to happen if it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> Yeah. So I help you put together a plan so that your content's pre-scheduled. It's already going to come out so you can engage with that content while that water is filling up. If nothing else <laughs> is going on and you don't have to worry about it at all if something is going on. Yes, the really good strategy. Well, that is interesting. That I didn't know that um, that's what you were doing before you um, started doing unbridled content marketing. And then I, I completely have experienced where they – have cut other people in and now all their jobs are on you. And that's what I was doing in the corporate world in Washington. When I was doing payroll, they kept um, letting a lot of people go or people would leave, but they wouldn't replace them. And I was like, Oh my goodness, this is miserable. And with being a military spouse, it's just easier to have an online or remote job because especially when we're moving all over the place, like me living in Germany right now, like um, it's really hard to get yeah. a position over there like I was doing um, a building monitor I, like I don't even know what I was just sitting there what making sure nobody stole anything out of the out of the <laughs> education center I'm like I don't know how productive this is and then um, they have this tax over in Europe called the VAT tax and mm-hmm. um, a military get this tax off so we have all these VAT forms so I started working in the VAT office and so it was pretty much just a lot of admin work so i Nothing really, you know, exciting or really going along with what I went to school for or anything to do with horses. So I was like, okay, I need to do my own little thing. And that's kind of how I decided to get back into what I was doing before. Yeah, that's fantastic. I always said I would not work in a cubicle. And then 
six months out of college and there I was in my cubicle. I was like, how did yeah. this happen? <laughs> yeah, that's almost exactly how it was for me too. Because I was like, I'm going to go get my accounting degree. I'm going to be a bookkeeper. I'm going to do um, bookkeeping for e-crime businesses. And then I don't know what I have a wife. I thought, oh, I need to go get my girl, big girl job or something. Like that was a requirement or something with graduating college, which I mean, it was all right for a little bit, but definitely I hated being when it was those nice sunny days and you're like, I could be outside riding right now instead of. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yesterday I was parked in at the barn because there was a hay delivery. I had to stay an extra hour and a half and I was like, this is fantastic. You know, I'll just, I'll work an hour and a half later. That's fine. I'm going to hang out with MJ. She was being perfect and snuggly. I was like, yes, this is why I did this. Yeah. Absolutely. So why did we start this podcast? Um, we started this podcast because we want to help the equine community better understand the online business world. Uh, we know it can be very overwhelming, especially with social media consistently changing. Um, or sometimes you'll see like Facebook or Instagram completely just like stop working one day. So it's like, do you have your email marketing list going? And just all these little things that you know, it's like, what's the most important thing and what should I really be focusing on? What is the actual goal of having all these social media accounts or should I be on every platform? And there's just so many questions um, and we want to help you kind of understand a little bit of all of it and um, have a better grasp of it because um, knowledge is power. So and we want to give you that knowledge. Absolutely. And we also want to let you guys know that you don't have to love technology to show up online and to build an audience and to do all the things that you see all the gurus doing online every day. I am a technology stick in the mud. I yell for help on the daily and I get it done. So you guys can do it too. We're going to bring you some technology tips, but we're going to try to keep it pretty simple because I have a client who's done it all from her phone. So is it easy? Wow. But it is possible. <laughs> so you don't have to love technology. You don't have to be super good at technology, and you can still get it done. That's impressive for all yeah, on the phone. She's I mean, I don't she's do this website from her phone. I'm like, you what? Wow. Yeah. I mean, I can do a lot of things from my phone, but sometimes I just love the bigger screen. I can't. <laughs> I'm all about the computer. The yeah. Two monitors, big keyboard. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't have my monitors while while I'm home in Georgia. So I'm like, okay, I have this one little laptop, one little screen. And when I was home, I had like two. At one point in corporate world, I had three monitors. Like, I don't even know how I lived on that. And I even had um, those stand-up desks. So I had my laptops or my monitors on that stand-up desk. And I always had to be careful every time I would pick it up to stand up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, I'm going to lose these monitors. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, I uh, love my monitors, but, you know, you can go to the thrift store near you and go in for, like, 10 bucks while you're home. I did that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Then I have to get, like, a special adapter and everything, too, since I have a Mac. Oh, yeah. 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 All the fun things with Mac life, all the adapters. Yeah, I'm slowly transitioning out of Mac life. I still have the computer, but... I wasn't going to spend a thousand dollars on a phone because I break them all the time. <laughs> no, this is yeah, nice. I had to, I had to get the really nice case for it. Otherwise I yeah. will break it too. 
this one's lasted. I had one one time me stepped on by my horse. My horse did step on my phone, and I picked it up, and somehow I lasted. So I was like, whew. Yes. I have definitely spent a few evenings walking the pasture. Like, I knew it flew out of my pocket right around here. <laughs> yeah. I've not done that with the phone but my husband has done that with his ring and um, I can't oh, be no. mad, mad at him because I was asking him to help me with um some hay um it was like a big hay bale and um, we were at this one barn in Washington where he had this huge stall like it was bigger I don't know if it should have been called a stall it was like almost like a pasture for him. <laughs> and we were um putting a net over the hay little thing and my husband I guess lost his ring somehow and it was literally a needle in hay sack and I was like we're not gonna find it and hopefully King doesn't swallow it so oh my gosh <laughs> uh so thankfully it wasn't an expensive ring but it still sucked so I had to get him another one <laughs> yeah, yeah it was definitely there was no finding it it was a goner yeah oh yeah yeah it was way gone Hopefully he's kept the one he has now so far. I mean, it's all scratched up from because he works on trucks, but that's all right. I've never thought about losing my ring in hay, but that could definitely happen. My rings pretty suck on. I sometimes I worry about that. I think if I, I my finger took an impact, I'd definitely have to get it cut off. Yeah. Oh yeah. At least recently, my fi- uh, ring has been like eating at my finger. But when I first got it, um, I had like little prongs on it. And every time I go to the barn, I feel like I would lose a diamond or something. So I had to go to the um, to the jewelry store and actually trade in the type of ring I had to get a different ring because I kept losing too many stones. Oh, man. Yeah, I was very much like, I don't want anything sticking out. I'm on. Yeah. My husband and I grew up in Alaska, so ours, they're white gold with yellow gold bears on them. That's, that's our diamond. <laughs> whatever works uh yeah i thought i had picked a ring that was gonna be durable but i guess not but now now this one is for sure that's good <laughs> oh, all right I guess we... <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um so what do we plan to deliver with this podcast um so we want to show you how to grow your awareness and how to grow like your community well we're going to be calling it your herd because we're horse people um you know, if to do anything with your business, you want to grow that herd, um, you know, to either sell your products, sell your services. Um, just that's one of my favorite things about the horse world is the community and the people. Um, that's why I just love being around my horses, too, is not just the horses, but everybody around it. So we want to just show you how you can grow that awareness around you. Yes, that is so important and it is possible and so if you're sitting there thinking oh I've been trying to do this for years and it's not working hopefully you show up and you keep listening because we're going to show you how it is possible and it does work and you don't need huge numbers to get it done either absolutely but before we go on this first episode we want to leave you with one tip for your social media to get this thing started So it's so, so important to be yourself. Don't see someone else's personality that's being really successful and try to copy them because you're not going to do as good of a job faking it as they are doing it real. And people can tell and it's not authentic and it's not going to feel good to you and it's not going to feel good to anybody else. So you want to show up as 100% you. And if you're quirky and you're weird, show up as that quirky, weird person.
Instagram, um, they just grow, they have this huge following all of a sudden. And you're like, okay, how did that happen? And, you know, they've paid for their followers or, but then it's not authentic and you can't connect with them. And that's what you really want to do is connect with them and um, know that they're going through the same struggles that you are. Yeah, but no, I mean, don't look at the number of followers when you're, and well, one, don't compare yourself because it doesn't do you any good, but two, don't look at the number of followers because you can hire companies to do fake engagement and grow your following really fast, but then when you look at the posts, there's no meaningful conversations going on in those posts, and that means right. those people aren't getting clients, they're not getting, they're not making friends, they're not creating right. a real community with those posts, so be careful in your comparison games. Absolutely. So this was our first episode and we just kind of wanted to introduce ourselves, what the podcast is all about and what we plan on delivering to you. And if you have any questions or have any topic ideas that you would love us to cover, make sure you let us know. Um, we are on Instagram, on Facebook, um, and you, you can hit us up in the messages or the DMs, or we also have an email. Um, what is it? Is it hello at hello, <laughs> Hello at makeitrain.com. I promise we do uh, check it out. It doesn't get forwarded to our email, so we do have it. Um, yeah, thanks for listening, and make sure to tune into the next episode. We are excited to bring you tons of fun information. Go out there and ride your horses, because that's why we're all here. Yes, that's what I'm doing after this. Awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>